Warning, this is a spoiler-based podcast. If you have not seen 1987 Slumber Party Massacre Part 2, do me a solid favor, pause this, go check it on Amazon Prime. Honestly, you need to see this. It's very necessary. Come back and join this interesting-as-fuck conversation. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Colt45Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on any podcasting app that's out there. That's uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. You name it, we are out there. Today, Colt45 is powered by Peach Tea, bruh. <laughs> As always, we're powered by you. Everybody who fucks with us on um, Podbean, we appreciate it. That's our host site. And big shout out to everyone on Patreon that supports us. And the biggest shout outs to our newest Patreons, uh, Zip from the uh, Non-Redeeming Qualities Podcast actually hooked us up. And a, and a big shout out to Kevin McGarity, our newest Patreon as well. Thank you guys so much. Without you, we wouldn't be shit. This is Anna from the Pop Prison Power Podcast, and this is the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Oh my God. You, you are, are now, now listening, listening to Cult 45, the, the only cult movie, movie podcast, podcast that puts it on your chest. chest. So, so sit back, relax. Yeah, welcome everybody to a confusing the fuck edition of Code 45. I'm your host, Beat'em Down. Today I'm joined by, as always, Random Randy Savage. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to part two of our back-to-back sequel series. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are finally going to be talking about uh, the Driller Killers Slumber Party Massacre part two. And um, yeah, I'm kind of glad, Rando that mm. we chose to go chronological rather than just do part two and say nothing because i feel like it really adds to what's missing in this particular film oh no i was i'm definitely agreeing with that because i was thinking if i had seen part two and then watched part one i would be more infuriated than i am right now just like infuriated <laughs> of the squander that i just witnessed <laughs> There's um there's a lot of questions I have. There's so many questions I have, especially after seeing the first one. <laughs> it's just like, mm, let's just get into it. Let's just quit fucking around. All right. Obviously, yeah. our first impressions is we just saw this for the first time recently, and um, we're actually uh you know behind the scenes guys, we're actually ahead of schedule because of the because of what's going on right now, and we watched this technically back to back. So like it's only been two three days since we recorded the first episode the whiplash guys is real like it's like it's not a week's time so with that being said let's just get into this you ready to break this shit down oh yeah i don't think it would have mattered had i watched this maybe a year later i my brain still would have been pissed now having it so fresh is, is what gets to me because like you know things happen where I, I lose memory moving on so we start this movie once again with a little young woman in bed and it's Ooh. courtney man it's courtney from the first flick the little sister that survived when everyone was crying their eyes out Oh, yeah, she's all grown up, but she's still horny as fuck. As she dreams about a, uh, what appears to be a shirtless Walton Goggins if you did a fusion dance with a Ken doll. Yes, that's exactly who that was. Okay, now that was like trying to remember where I saw that face before. <laughs> but yeah, the uh, the Goggins Ken hybrid uh, is running around with no shirt, catching footballs, and doing all this sexy shit. And you can tell she's having a pleasant nocturnal emission, if you will. Mm hmm. Gush, gush. But um, then we get an immediate murder recap of um <laughs> of the first film of all it's the how the dreams how they always go like really nice and then they get all murdery towards the end. I think it was an accidental segue because like he was wearing short shorts and she thought about oh maybe I should imagine a speedo and then it's the t-shirt of yeah. the coach getting her guts yanked <laughs> out. Hey speedo, they're not bulletproof. No, <laughs> <laughs> they will not protect you from shit. 
but yeah it's a whole bunch of just like and then like random hallway like office building hallway running pov shots a lot of weird shit that's happening that did not happen um yet and then we get a, a very interesting title card of uh summer party massacre in pink letters jumping out of Courtney's mouth and uh yeah so mm. so were you slightly annoyed by the by, by a, a, a parallel beginning no, I mean, I get, I like, it's a sequel, so uh, we're supposed to be rehashing all the old tropes, but with new spins on things. Yeah. So, I, okay, I get it. Yeah. I get where you're going with it. Yeah, sequel rules are interesting, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So, we learn, because, uh, like, this is the first time ever we see uh, Valerie and Courtney's parent, the mom. She mm-hmm. never appeared in the first movie, but she's here now. But we learn via the mom that Valerie has lost her goddamn mind. And she's in the middle institution. Understandable. Because uh, we literally ended the movie with everyone traumatically crying their eyes out. So <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, have, I have no problem with this. You know, Courtney's like, hey, I'm fine. It was just another reoccurring nightmare. I will be fine. You know, just don't worry about me. You know, we're good. And then we get a unnecessarily weird dead bird omen as she goes outside to get ready to go to school. But there was, wasn't that in her dream too? Yes. So she I don't had, know. like prophetic dreams. Right, so I guess she was traumatized so badly she became psychic. Yes, there's a lot of there's a that's lot. That's my of, theory on this one. Okay, it's like she became like the train my brain was running on was like she was so engorged with like murdery vibes that the actual trauma of it all heightened her senses to the point where she could manifest reality. Now <laughs> it's the only way this makes sense. Fuck, <laughs> you're right. So what, she turns into the Shadow King? Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> okay. Basically. All right. So, yeah. So, a, it's a weird dead burn moment. Yeah, but... Uh, mm, okay, there's a, okay, there's a lot. <laughs> you saying that and me thinking about that actually being possibly the case, there's even more... Fu- there's so many, like, just blurry... Let's get to it. Let's right? To it. Okay. Moving on. Fuck it. So... I also... Isn't this the same neighborhood as Friday? <laughs> Is it not? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I actually, it looks exactly like the neighborhood. I actually did not get a chance to research this because uh, because of the crunch we were doing. Uh, so I <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. But I was like, okay. So after they moved from the Hollywood Hills, they went down like three blocks where all the gunfighting was. They're like, okay, we're gonna stay here. Definitely no murderers here, or at least they won't be stabbing people. Right. It'll be just conventional shots. Anyway, uh, Amy shows up. Her her best friend. Her homie. You know, she roll up and they drive around. And they're cruising, having a good old time going to school. And um, a lot of a lot of sing-alongs in this one. And uh, they're breaking down. This, I don't know what the song's called, but it's like Tokyo Convertible. Like, I want to yeah. be your Tokyo Convertible. I feel like, like there was it was supposed to be a Prince cutoff of Little Red Corvette. Oh but they're like, <laughs> but it was like they just didn't have the rights, so they're just making up <laughs> shit now. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty 80s, but uh, it was hilarious to me. And we found out that Matt, the dream guy, is a real dude, and he drives up besides them, and Courtney, you know, does a little bit of flirtation stuff and invites him to go hang out with them, because they're in a band. Courtney and Amy are part of an all-girl band, Yep. and they're inviting him up to come watch him rehearse. And I was like, oh, isn't that sweet? And Matt's totally in for it, because he's all, he's all about Courtney. Oh, BT Dub, not the same actress, it's a totally different white lady. Oh yeah, playing Courtney. So we have another sing along where we have uh, the Garage Band. I don't know what their name. They don't have a name. I, like, they don't. The fuck us? I don't know. <laughs> I'm picking a name. You know what's funny? 
You know, it's funny. Um, the actual band that exists uh, is called Wednesday Week. Mm. I, I never heard of them. They're a real band. And like uh, the lady who did the like who actually did the music, it was like a guy and a lady. Uh, she said it was so weird watching it on film. It was cool to have it on film, but like she was like, it was kind of cringy because none of the you know actors knew how to play instruments. And it was obviously, like, you know, you know the little small annoyances for actual musicians and shit. I just thought it was hilarious because like Wednesday, whenever I heard Wednesday week, I thought about the Rick and Morty segment where they were uh, in court. Oh, God. I never heard when like Monday week. I was like, what? What does that? What does that mean? It all came together. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the Garage Band's singing. They're having a good ass time. And then our boy Matt rolls up and he's like, you know, of course he pulls up at the right moment where the song seems like it's directly about him. Yeah. And uh, we learn about the rest of the band, guys. So, okay, we have, I thought like there was three guitars. <laughs> there were. There were. Yeah, okay. So, like, Sheila was playing guitar, Courtney was playing guitar, Amy was playing the bass, and Sheila was on drums. Amy's the cool one. Sally's mm-hmm. the fun slash dumb one. Sheila's the bitch. Why, why is Sheila the bitch, you ask? Because she wanted a Perrier. Yeah. Of all of all waters. That's like the test. That's like the you know how they you know how they test for the Dalai Lama? Pick these <laughs> artifacts. Which one are you gonna pick? Which artifacts shall you pick? So it's like <laughs> it's like the <laughs> the bitch ritual where you'll have like a, a Fiji, a Dasani, like a Orzarka, and then like a Perrier. So like if you pick the if you pick the Fiji, you're kinda you're kinda uppity. Yeah, you know, I buy that. You pick a Dasani, you are just a trash water whore. You're disgusting. <laughs> you'll you put anything in your mouth. Ozarka, you're normal. Perrier, you are an elitist bitch. I said it. That's Calling right. all the Dasani ladies, just hey, I know, right? Just, <laughs> just want to make it out there. I I understand where you're coming from. It's fine. If the aftertaste of Dasani doesn't bother you, give Randy a call. And moving on. So Matt and Courtney. <laughs> speaking of horny. Matt and Courtney, uh, Courtney uh, get, get some alone time. And they arranged a date to hang out at Sheila's dad's new condo because they're going to have a little party and stuff before they fully move in and whatnot. So he's invited, come up for a little bit of, you know, a little alone time, a little happy times and shit. And they have a little nice, innocent kiss. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I expected thing. Sheila's dad to be richer. I mean, look. <laughs> he, he probably still has another house somewhere for his second family, bro. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, that, maybe that's what it is because I feel like, yeah, what? My brain went to immediately a cabin in the woods for some odd reason. <laughs> there's some, there's so many callbacks to like that. That movie is literally like the cabin in the woods is the best because like everything yeah. that they did can apply to everything we watch from here on out, which is dope. So um, we go back to the house for uh, where Courtney lives, right? Mm-hmm. And um, she almost she's about to not make it to the party because she wasn't sure. You know, she has to ask her mom. Uh, she's 17, guys, so she has to you know she has to check in with the mom. And the mom is trying to take her. To the psych ward where her sister is, and um, she really doesn't want to go, and she kind of like she drops the dish and like breaks down, starts crying and shit, and like the mom is like, "What the fuck? What's wrong?" And she's like, "I just I don't want to spend my birthday in a fucking mental hospital." And she's like, "Oh fuck, your birthday's this weekend? Wait a wait a mom." Yeah, now you have to let her go. There's no way you can like forget her birthday and be like, "Well, you can't go now." Also, double fuck up for admitting it. Just keep that to yourself. Flip that shit. Be like, "Yes, be it's a, your birthday. I want your sister to, to your see children. you." I want your sister to see you on your birthday, you dumb bitch. But nope, she didn't do that. She felt bad, as she should. And she's like, fine. And I love how uh, obvious life from Courtney. They're really strict, her parents. And then start looking all over the fucking place. Mom didn't even yeah. catch that. I'm like, it's clearly a goddamn lie. So after she has some, you know, back in the day, y'all, 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 y'all been there on the phone late night, chit-chatting with your little, with your little friend and shit, praying that your parents don't, like, pick up the phone and listen in. Cause that, that used to be a thing, guys. Yeah, we used to have like one line 
a line for those who really don't know that telephones used to run on wires under the ground right. or above the air. Right. We covered <laughs> then, this. We covered some part one, but just just yeah, just, in case, just in case you skip this. Yeah. Like the land, there is a thing called the landline, and it's just yeah, it's a thing, and like people can like open, you know, actually pick up the phone and get in on your call, which is now sounds terrifying. <laughs> And what's really sad is like before a guy had to run between six blocks to make connections. <laughs> Just ex- the best shaped people. I think Kenyans were running the phone lines back in the day. Had to have been. ATT just had a whole factory in Nigeria just pulling up marathon runners. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, so, yeah, like she finally, you know, goes to sleep. Right. Mm. And we have another weird ass fucking dream. And it's a callback to part one where she's hiding under a couch, but there's these shoes and leather pants. Now, we remember that, you know, in part one, our killer was a denim on denim. On denim. Yeah, the Canadian tuxedo. Right. But uh, we're seeing like some Andrew Dice Clay vibes happening right now. And it's like, what's going on? That's who he was. Fuck. I was trying to like think of the person I'd seen this before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's super confusing. I'm like, what the fuck? But he's he's dancing. Whoever has these shoes has some legitimately good moves here, guys. Yeah, sure. And then we get a, a callback of Russ's hand plopping on the ground. She wakes the fuck up and freaks out. So I was like, okay, so we have our Russ connection. But who the fuck was dancing? What the fuck was that, guys? I still don't know. Moving on. <laughs> I really don't. So, uh, oh, and then she goes back to sleep. And then we have like another thing of her like uh, uh, seeing Valerie now. Mm. So Valerie's in danger. Obviously, a different actress. Yeah. Because old girl had to say Valerie, so we know who the fuck that is. And uh, Valerie's running for her life and shit. And then um, she's hiding under the uh, under the bed now, talking directly to Courtney through dream speak, telling her not to go all the way. Maybe you can help me later. I don't know. I, I know what going all the way means. Right. But in the context of this fucking flick, bro, I don't know. And then we see the driller killer showing up, and he looks like Andrew Dice Clay. Yeah. A lot of fringe. And he has this crazy weapon, bro. This weapon. Ugh. You thought the drill from the last movie was over the top. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we got to go crank it up to 11 now. Imagine a uh, 11-year-old's drawing of the most badass guitar from hell. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> and somebody fabricated that shit. Um, got to say, though, the, his, he, he's, he's called the Jilla Killer. He has no name. There's no Russ Thorne. It's not Russ Thorne. It's not the no. son of Russ Thorne. It is just straight up the driller killer. Now, what's cool, a little fun background on this guy. Okay. He's a singer. He's an actual like artist. He's a he's an actual musician and shit. Hence the the smooth moves. And the uh, you know, the the, the the style and presence that he actually commanded. Uh, I have to give it to this cat. But he is the son of somebody very important. Are you okay. ready to know who he's the son of? The pizza magnate who created Little Caesars. Oh, okay. That's like that makes sense. <laughs> the I mean, I get it now. To yeah. the Little Caesars fortune. <laughs> that explains what why the? I'm feeling lo- so unsatisfied. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Roger that. So when he shows up, um, I thought he killed Courtney because I see a drill go through a chest mm-hmm. and I'm like, wait a minute. I had to pause it and go back. Cause I was like, cause you know, I'm doing skin deep. I saw a nipple. I had to make sure, 
but it was a chest of a man. I was like, what the fuck is that about? Well, I figured out later, of course. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? So like she wakes the fuck. Oh, well, there's like he's going crazy and shit. And then she wakes the fuck up. And she's just not okay. And honestly, it makes perfect sense. It was the slumber party that triggered the trauma, bitch. You're going you're going to another slumber party. Yeah. You, you're gonna you're gonna have some issues. You're gonna have some fucking problems. But don't matter. Road trip. Oh man. <laughs> what you got, bro? So like I, I, I not here, but later I was just sitting there like I don't understand why they took this mentally traumatized person who had a traumatic experience on a trip where there's no like support system to help her. And I'm like, oh shit, this is midsummer again, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh fuck. (laughs) It is. It just, just minus a shit boyfriend. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like she, she actually had a boyfriend that gave all the fucks. Also really weird situation between Sally and Sheila's brothers. Um, just a side note, they're all weirdly disgusting. Cause like, wait, uh, those okay. I was like, that's not her brothers who show up, right? No, 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 no. no. Okay, that would be. I'm talking about, talk about the little the weird subtext. Remember, uh, uh, Sally, the dumb one, who's um, amazingly knows how to read, uh, yeah. is reading a uh, filthy novel. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and uh, it was belonged to her brother. I was like, well, why would her brother have a filthy novel instead of a nudie mag? Kind of a sophisticated perv is this? Yeah, he he grows up to become a millionaire, and he likes these fun rooms and whatever and contracts. Oh shit! <laughs> I feel like whoever that guy is, he fucks with white gloves on. Just at least <laughs> filthy whore, and he's got a bow tie on his cock. <laughs> he's fancy. He's fancy. He's fancy. He's fancy as fuck. <laughs> he's fancy while he fucks. He jerks off with his pinky out. Moving on. Uh, so Courtney's still having like more odd visions of Jilla Killer because she's like every time she goes to sleep, anytime she gets sleepy or anything, there's like mm-hmm. this weird, like these stupid interlacing cuts of shit that's going to happen, and she's remembering because she had a vision of her being in the car with these girls, and like one thing the director does, another, another female director by the way, one thing the director does that I, I do not like and it's weird to me are these weird like POV shots. For whoever's talking to uh, Courtney, we're we're in Courtney's spot. Mm-hmm. It's odd. Like, what was the purpose of that? Just to feel isolated. Because I, I, like the- I heard I heard rumblings that like this, this was supposed to have like allegories to like bisexuality, and I was like, I don't see that. Anyway, oh yeah, I see that. You do a little bit. Okay, well, call I mean, out. I saw it in the last movie where it's like I saw it where Trish really wanted Valerie to come over more than anything else, and it wasn't because she was friends. It was because they were like there was key notes underneath that they were attracted to each other. I'll give you that only because they were also <laughs> there was a lot of shower scenes and shit and nudity. But right, but I, like I, this I, one is like Amy's one of her best friends, but there's still a secret that she hasn't told them. Maybe that really affects her life, and I'm like, well, okay, it's, well, it's mainly about Valerie. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think her friends knew about the Slumber Party Massacre. No, they didn't. Which is which is stupid. Which is weird and odd. How it's only been like three years and they still didn't know. What's even weirder is uh the vision. <laughs> so Courtney has a vision of Valerie dying. Right. Because she like Valerie runs to the window of the car and like slams into it and dies and she like freaks out and like while this is happening we see the driller killer doing like a sweet break dance. Is <laughs> this none of this makes sense to me? Because like okay, who is? Because like the whole time I'm like, who the fuck is he? Who is he? It. Like, it makes more sense now that, like, if you... Because the first movie was written as a comedy, but shot as, a, like, a horror film. And it's like, we're going to do the same thing, only this time it's going to be a musical shot as a horror film. Right. But, uh, man, he has, he has some sweet moves, though. 
But like Corny's not hiding. She's not hiding her trauma well at all. She's not. She's not regaining no. composure. She looks visibly not she okay. She needs drugs, just like the chick from Midsummer. They got to get her high on acid and get this party going. No, nah, she needed downers. She needed weed. The chick from Midsummer needed weed, not acid. <laughs> Christ. Look at the sky, Courtney. Look at the sky. <laughs> so we see a uh, <laughs> we see a uh, a new character develop and pop up. Uh, a blow up doll. She sticks around. She does. Also, ill because like <laughs> Sheila's brother, who's also he's like the he's the other side. He's the other end of the weirdo spectrum. Yeah. He goes to an empty house. With a blow-up doll, not a person, and he makes sweet love to this thing, and then he leaves it, and they're touching it. They're just touching it, and they don't stop messing with it. I'm like, mm. it's post-fucked, guys. Yeah. Stop it. They should really worry about Sheila's brother. He might end up on some list somewhere next time. Like, yeah, that that is Green just, River Killer kind of list. That's what, I'm, bro. I had a pretty good laugh at this. I was like, oh, man, uh, the drummer Sally's the songwriter? I was thrown off by that. It's not common. No, they got to give the drummer something to do. True. So it's junk food time, guys, because they're all the girls are about to have a good time. It's hot dogs and champagne, which is the classiest of fucking foods. I feel like that's a Limp Biscuit album title somewhere, but. It's the follow-up. Was it not? I feel like it was. No, it was, it was hot dog flavored water and the chocolate starfish. Uh, ugh. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> the older I got, I was like, wait, wait. Ew. Ugh. So, uh... <laughs> so we get let it. you know that you're old. I'm like, ah! Oh. Speaking of cringing, guys, we have a full dance sequence. And it's all the white girl dancing you can handle. What's white girl dancing, you ask? Ha! Ugh. Ha! Let me let me tell you, it's a lot of a lot of awkward hip undulating. <laughs> yep, touching of the hair with the arms up, like at least one or two arms up, like POV. <laughs> Sorry, what I just I just had a vision of TikTok dances now, and yeah, that's exactly what they are. <laughs> exactly like this. Yeah, we're watching the birth of TikTok right here. <laughs> right here, we're watching the birth. The idea, man, of TikTok was just born just now, and he's like. I bet we could watch this for like 18 hours. Just this. Yeah, so it's it's rough. There was a weird like Breakfast Club-esque dance that was happening too. It was a lot of weird shit. So we have uh, Jeff and Neil show. Excuse me. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Not Jeff and Neil. That's the first movie. We have TJ and Matt who were like it's like, okay, so they were like, alright, Neil was too much of a bitch the first movie. So let's let's dial that back with Matt. Let's have a a, a more manlier version of Matt. Okay. I mean, uh, of Neil and Matt. Okay, so like a better version of Neil, but a worse version of Jeff and TJ. TJ is like probably one of the worst guys who deserve to die in, in films. He is straight Chad. Like, he ugh. is Chad Kavanaugh. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Oh, uh, the laugh he has. <laughs> the open mouth, slack jaw, yokel laugh he does. Dear God. But they're gonna they're pulling the porkies. It's the Porky Boys part two. Yeah. And they literally damn near like cause like I I I'm I may or may not edit it out, but like I got the scenes mixed up. 
when I was doing the part one uh, deal. To be fair, I was like, yeah, this is the exact shot, scene, and reference. The only difference is feathers. Right, because the girls are like, less titties. Less titties. Less titties. Because like, what's funny is like the part one, like they were having a realistic conversation, but it was just constant titties and like ass shots and oh, I miss Jackie. Um, <laughs> I wish there was. I was looking for the Jackie equivalent, Damn, and I yeah. could not find her. Like Amy's probably like the cutest one, but uh, where's my Jackie? Anyway, so like the girls, you know, drunk on French champagne and and hot done corn dogs, get to frolicking around and pillow fighting. Uh, champagne being just shot all over everyone's titties and shit, even though like they're still covered up. Yeah. Uh, kudos to the to the director. Um, it, the movie did call for more nudity, but uh, the director had a chat uh, a chat with all the women to see if they well, who was who was who was and who wasn't comfortable. Only one chick was comfortable taking her uh, top off. That's fine. I understand. That's nice. Good for her. Yeah, good for her. Actually, just asking and caring about people's lives and shit. But um. Back to the champagne on these titties in the pillow fight. <laughs> Get back to it. Yeah. So she's just spraying that shit. And there's feathers all over the place. You know, the old man in me is like, who's going to clean all this shit up? <laughs> damn kids. God damn it. So there's booze and feathers everywhere. And um, right in that moment of just good times, they realize, oh, shit, we left the back door open. Like, nice. Oh, God. Good job, ladies. If there was another Rush Thorn, he'd just be like, "Thank you guys for for this." <laughs> Man, you guys are just ra- waiting to get murdered. It's like a shooter. Awesome. It's like a shootery board for bitches. Like, thanks, appreciate it. <laughs> Where should we hide in this room full of chainsaws and knives? <laughs> Wasn't that a uh, that was a commercial? Yeah, <laughs> it was so he was like, "Really, bitches?" But um, yeah. So of course the guys scare the girls. That's what they do. They get that out the way real quick. I appreciate they didn't like stretch that out because it was too obvious. So we realize that TJ and Sheila are, are together, even though TJ is aggressively sitting on Sheila's chest after they tussled when she was mad at him. Mm-hmm. And then look to it looked like a good time to me, but apparently Sheila was into it because they got to power fucking all night long to where Sally and um, Courtney in the next room couldn't sleep. That's just inconsiderate. I mean, power fucking like if you've seen season one of, of uh, uh, Jessica Jones. That's what I imagine what was happening. Just two powerful people fucking. And like once like once they finally came, Courtney was able to go back to sleep. I don't. I see one guy trying his best and the other one just doing a great job. Being a really good cheerleader of it all. No, she told him like, you're the best. And he's like, I know. Like he, no, he was fucking her. He's, think about it. Think of how stupid this guy was. He had to have something going for him. Okay. He was annoying. I, I just, <laughs> I think of how stupid he is and how gullible he would be. All I'm saying is he has a really shitty laugh and she has to tolerate that. Like that's usually a deal a deal breaker. He has to be bringing some dick to the table though. That's all I'm saying. Mm. You can't come on, man. You can't be with a chick who laughs like <laughs> she has to be bringing something, bro. That's fair. No, she wouldn't. I was just like, nope, we're done. Yeah, I'm, like, I don't I'm gonna care. pay for these tacos and I'm gonna leave. That's what's happening here. <laughs> I don't care if the nectars of the gods drip out that motherfucker. Yeah, yeah you're, I'm you're, done. Your laugh kills me. Moving on. So Courtney finally dozed off after the fuck fest ended. And she dreams about getting it in with Matt. All right. So she's, yeah. she's about to fuck Matt in the dreams. And nope, she's about to fuck the driller killer. Oh, no. And she sees a dead Valerie on the floor because she falls out of the bed, of course. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Valerie's actually dead. 
I thought she was dead. I thought she was pretty dead. But Valerie is a dream projection right now. Mm. At this okay. point, because and then, and he's like he's making like he's he's making weird references like you know like he he's already had Valerie, but now yeah. now I want you. But it's like you're, you're a dream right now. I don't I don't understand. I don't understand. I really don't. Like I'm I'm so perplexed by this. So like Courtney wakes up on the fucking kitchen floor because that's what you do. Right. And she continues to be a goddamn wreck for the rest of this fucking like this whole weekend, guys. She is the worst. And she She's a fucking drip. And she <laughs> she calls attention to herself at every fucking turn. That's all this movie is. This entire movie is Courtney ruining a good time by freaking the fuck out. Basically. She has, and no, it's like per- she has no point being there. Literally the third time. By the time we got to let's say the burger, I'd have been like, you know what? Somebody take her home. I think we should take her home. Moving on. <laughs> Yeah, we can all stay here. She needs to go home. <laughs> also, ill because TJ took the 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 blow up doll into the pool, and I'm like, everyone has AIDS. Yeah, <laughs> way to go, way to go. Either that, or you just destroyed the evidence that his <laughs> brother definitely murdered someone. <laughs> Gross. So, um, to he cure- has this condo in the middle of nowhere, bro. All right, so like. Corny's like trying to hang out. They're trying to eat lunch. She's having a headache. And he's like, you know what can cure that headache? Because she freaks out about there's a hand in the burger. She's Russ's hand. Russ's hand is the only connection to part one. Anyway. Basically. Anyway. So she thinks she's eating on uh, Russ's hand in the burger. She flips the fuck out. It's just too much ketchup on it, apparently. Yeah. And she gets a chicken sandwich. It's like, whatever. But like, uh, she's bitching about her headache. And... TJ is like, I can help you with that. I'm like, oh, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. And he goes full Kavanaugh. Gropes her up. Everyone is upset about this. No one is cheering this on. No. It's horrible to watch. And then he just throws her into the pool and she stays on the water for a bit because she's about to drown because she's having another nightmare. Uh, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. See, it's, it's just visions of the driller killer dancing. And that same guitar riff that's been happening every time he shows up. That meow, 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 meow. It's We're weird. 35 minutes into the movie, guys. There's been possibly one death. Possibly. Possibly. So the movie's only like an hour and a half, hour and 15 minutes long. Dude, I don't know what the fuck's going on here. So Sally, Sally is just, Sally is so stupid. The reason I'm going hard on Sally, ha- Sally has a really bad uh, ability to like relate to people. Yeah. Because we have... Courtney, traumatized seven-year-old girl who is visibly shaken and shattered, confides in her friend Sally just a little bit. And Sally's like, "Oh God, I know, right? Because I have this pimple that's coming." Bitch, <laughs> you fucking the nerve! Mm. It's not good at this. Like, I don't. She's she Courtney awful. has definitely not told her friends about the traumatic experience she had. So it's like, so they don't have that guilt that's weighing on them. They just aren't oblivious to. What's going on in her head? So it's not like Midsommar, but again, it's just the same situation where you have someone who's mentally unstable, who's in a spot where they really need to be helped on. Yeah. And and it's like everyone else around them is like, why are you ruining our weekend? Fuck, it is Midsommar. So <laughs> also real funny moment of TJ trying to read. He's trying to read the the wet, the hot, wet and wild book uh, to rile up his uh, girl, Sheila the fuck. And him trying to read is just precious. Because, you know, he's from a public school education, yes. so that's fine. It's like Trump looking at the teleprompter. But um, I like when uh, he's like, does that make you horny? She's finally horny. 
and he like giggles into her mouth. He has to be bringing something to the test. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. So I a dick. No. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, we finally get the band practice. Finally, right? Mm-hmm. All after all that dumb shit's over. Like she she goes to the kitchen, Courtney, and um she's attacked by what rando? An uncooked chicken oozing gravy out of its neck, man. And she's freaking the fuck out. And she has the nerve to not, you know, cue this up to break it and having, you know, a mental breakdown. She runs to her friends to help her with said raw chicken. Mm-hmm. She gets clowned. Because <laughs> there, there was a chicken. It just fell out of the fridge. Yeah, it was a frozen oh. chicken on the floor. It's like, yeah, okay, okay. 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 And Amy's like, you okay? Yeah, Amy's like, you might want to take a fucking hot bath or some shit. For Christ's sake, Jesus. Because they're trying to play this song. You know, because Matt, Matt, Matt's being a solid dude right now. He's like, oh, it's probably all that French champagne. You sure y'all didn't give her nothing else? Yeah, yeah, y'all did drink a whole case of that shit, though. It's like, yeah, I mean, you guys didn't slip her any mollies or anything like that. Right? So she takes the bath. And it's like, it's not even executed right. This whole... I was expecting the drill to come out of the tub or some kind of something. Yeah, if you're gonna pull this thing, it should I like I was definitely expecting a Freddy Krueger type vibe where it's like, oh, okay. No, but it's just the water is now blood. <laughs> and she freaks out. Well, j- justifiably so. Yeah. And she runs out of the tub, closes the door, blood just gushing everywhere. It's insane. Oh fuck. I gotta go tell the guys. It's like, bitch, stop doing that. Like, what are you doing? Cut it out. And she runs and she goes to Sally, brings Sally up into the bathroom to like show her the, the, <laughs> oh, the bloodbath. Yeah. And uh, there's nothing, of course. It's just good old. There's some tub over flaming water. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck, bitch? She's like, oh, I couldn't turn it off. And then she starts just literally breaking down crying. Like yeah. She's not okay. Sally, good old dependable Sally, tries to bridge the gap between two tortured souls and explains that she's also going through it because she. Her pimple's coming out for sure now. Mm-hmm. Courtney is like, bitch. And then when she takes a double take, what does she see, bro? So the pimple has gone full on Cronenberg. It is like fucking grotesque. It is massive and huge. Ugh. And it explodes in her mouth. Ugh. Damn. Oh. Uh, Courtney gives a proper reaction. <laughs> oh. But fucks up and thinks that she's dead. Because her head exploded. It was just it was just the zip part. Anyway, this whole the zip was her face. The it, it entire view of her face exploded. It was, and she runs and she falls into Matt's arms, and she's like, "Oh, Sally's dead." <laughs> okay, here's where I literally had to pause the movie, mm-hmm. rewind back, and like, so Matt just got here. Yeah, just now. Yep, this is his first entrance into the house. Yep, because it makes no sense that they're all like. No one had given her shit. No one had said anything about, like, no one had a, a pointed out Matt's arrival. He just immediately pops in here. And I was like, well, he, this, <sighs> this seemed weird to me. Like, it's, it's, it's sloppy, but like, he did mention that he was going to be late when he was in his weird, like, very neon pink light room. And I'm like, is it sloppy or is it intentional where it's like literally he popped in just at this moment to bring her back to, some kind of reality maybe well like he's like a living totem or some shit for him maybe i don't know like he's the only connection to the outside world 
<laughs> Everybody else is on some other shit. But um, Sally does disappear. Yeah, she's gone. And I'm like, what? I, I'm like, at this point in the film, your boy is lost. I was like, is she dead? The fuck is going on? No one can find her. You're literally looking for her. Like, it's, it's, it's getting a problem now. It's becoming like an issue. And Matt's like, fuck that. Calling the cops. Can't blame him. Yeah. Because he's the, like, he becomes the logical, rational person. He even, like, he'll pick something up in the bathroom. He's like, what is this? Is this blood? Like, he he plays with it. Like, this is weird. Yeah. Like, he had found evidence. And I was like, okay, now I'm, I, I get where you might be part of this. Like, okay, maybe you're part of the the string, the last shred of logic in this movie. <laughs> or, or, or he was in on it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, maybe there was a brother. There was, like, a sibling. Like, I am the cousin of the drill killer. I was waiting on that all fucking movie long. I was waiting on it to be, like, his son, his younger brother, somebody who actually was, like, involved. But, in now, but now that I, like, I'm thinking back to it, I feel like there's more Inception in this movie. So if I think of it as Inception, then there is a totem. <laughs> Okay, we'll we'll get to it, and we'll break it down because I'm just I'm lost. So as he's about to call the cops, we're hearing some crunching and cracking noises, and like, what was that? And uh, mm. TJ's sitting on the trash compactor. Right. Matt makes a comment like, "Oh, it's probably just some old bones," and everyone in unison is like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. <laughs> Has anyone seen Sally? Who's who's crunching old bones in the trash compactor? Yeah. We've only had corn dogs and burgers. <laughs> <laughs> So, Things yeah. that notoriously don't have bones. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was pretty creepy. And I, honestly, I was like, "Oh, that bitch is in there." And I respect them for not opening to go see. Yeah, they called the cops, and we have Officer, I shit you not, Kruger, and Voorhees. That was, that was cute. <laughs> that was, that was, that was cute. That was one of the like honestly, the naming of these people are the only things that are like good to me. Yeah, because they're all jokes. Every, like most of the names are jokes. Like uh, uh, Courtney's last name is Bates. We got Officer Kruger, Officer Vor- Voorhees. I'm gonna get uh, to Matt's last name in a minute, and another neighbor's last name in a minute because it's, it's, okay, it's, yeah. it's gonna be fucking hilarious. Fucking neighbor. Yep. So uh, you know Kruger and Voorhees ain't taking this shit. They're not appreciating. This is how cops should react to when white people call. Oh literally. my god, yes. I feel like. If, if cops reacted like it was a horror movie and reacted to shit like when white people call for 911 like this, there'd be less of this. Yeah. I would actually like the police way more. <laughs> like, for real, for real. There'd be less of this going on. Yeah. These cops are like, we got a table at Denny's. God damn it. <laughs> Leave us alone. Yeah. I will rip like, your oh, ass out. Like, they were because, like, because, like, they're all, they're in inter- Okay. So let me get this straight. Your friend Sally's missing. The trash compactor's running, but you guys are too chicken shit to look into it. Also, okay, you told uh, me that her head exploded. Okay. Also, you told me uh, you told me her head exploded from a giant pimple. Was it pimple? Okay. Oh, hi. What's your name, miss? Oh, you're Sally. Huh. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. I see. Honestly, I did like TJ's reaction. He was like, so you're ruining it. You're supposed to be dead. Like, <laughs> That was actually a good line. That shit would have pissed off the cop, which it did, because he's like, listen, if we have to get a call back to this place and you yank our fucking chain around, I'm going to rip your fucking lungs out. And I was like, Woo. Jesus, bro. Easy, Kruger. Easy. <laughs> it's like, hey, take it easy, Fred. Take it easy, man. 
Fred. <laughs> so what's funny to me is like Sally literally talks about an aftermath of a porn scenario. Because mm-hmm. like, I was going to get some Oxy-10. I met this really hot guy and then they cut her off. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hey, where did this go? Can we to a flashback at least? Come on. Where, where did this go? <laughs> She's so Sally. We're like, just cue up any like 80s porno. If you see like a blonde getting picked up in a fucking uh, corner store station, like yep. that was Sally. So <laughs> it was teens in the hitchhiking road. Yep. Right. So we cut back to Matt who's being like, because everyone's like, all right, this is weird. We're going to go eat. Y'all and Matt's like, well, I'll stay with Courtney, who's sobbing, who's a sobbing mess, because I'm not an asshole. Or just take her home, take her back to her mom. He, he offered because he has sense, and she's yeah. like, no, I just. <laughs> so Matt's super understanding though, and he brings Courtney a uh, fucking birthday cake that he makes, right? Because time time has elapsed. Right, it's now the Sunday of her birthday. Right, Courtney's breaking down in tears, and Matt explains like, nah, bitch, I actually know who who you are. Like, I, I read. <laughs> I read newspapers and listen yeah. to radios and shit like y'all don't call back to part one. And uh, he's like, this is traumatic for you. You know, you had a whole fucking horrible thing happen to you. And now it's like, it's, it's coming back to haunt you. Like you're being, you're being triggered. He's like, Oh my God, you're right. Thank you so much. And they're about to, they're about to fuck as the friends come back, the friends come back and they just had dinner and they're drunk as fuck. Cause they're showing that they're not actual musicians as they go to the, <laughs> to the band area and just play one of the most insane sounding things I ever heard in my entire life. It was literally, let's make as much noise as we can to muffle out any sex noises that we hear. Literally, the drums are going, pa, 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 boom, pa, pa. It was bad. It was bad. So, um, Courtney and Matt are about to fuck. It's about to be some fuck time. You know what I'm saying? The, the good sensual kind where everyone cares about each other's feelings and makes sure people come and whatnot this is totally 16 candles there's a birthday cake on fire and they're just like (laughs) they're just totally just gonna (laughs) and she's like wait a minute i haven't gone and then the driller killer comes out of nowhere and interrupts and says haven't gone all the way and i'm like what's happening right now i don't understand and he comes out of nowhere because we have really terrible continuity shots because i don't understand where the driller killer is per se and where Matt's body is per se, but we're just gonna say that he snuck up behind Matt and drilled him through the chest. And I realized, oh, that's the chest I saw earlier in the movie getting destroyed. Yep. And um, there's a whole bunch of shit on that fucking drill after the fact. <laughs> and she's freaking out. And uh, he said something. Oh, she's like, this can't be real. It's like, oh, bitch, you don't think this is real? And he rips off a piece of Matt's arm, which makes no sense. Yeah. Is this real enough for you? This is a bitch, and he throws the arm on the fucking cake, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" Also, Matt's last name, Armacost. Ah, uh, but <laughs> And um, she runs down the goddamn stairs. I'm like, "Here she goes." She's about to be like, "Yeah." They're like, they're all gonna look at her weird again. It's like, okay, like, whatever. Like, like Matt's, Matt's gonna be upstairs with cum on his stomach. He's like, no, I just, I nutted early. I'm sorry. I was so tired. I just couldn't. <laughs> That's why I was, I was ready for it, Doc. So she's at the bottom of the stairs on her knees, sobbing. Everyone looks at her like, oh, this bitch. And behind her is the real, actual, factual drill killer. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck, dude? Were you like, oh, you had to have been shocked at this. 
Because I was ready for, okay, because he made a comment early in the movie like, I am you and you are me. So I was like, oh, okay, you're the Jilla killer, right? That's what I was expecting. Okay, so it's a it's a thing where she's just murdering her friends subconsciously. she's broke. Yeah, she's she's she mentally fractured, and she like she came in my head. I was like, okay, she made she manifested in her mind, uh, because she probably couldn't remember how Russ looked exactly. Right. So she just created this like she was up late watching Andrew Dice Clay, and she was listening to <laughs> like fucking rockabilly music, and it just kind of like all came together right in this like monster horror mesh mash. No, uh, maybe. Maybe maybe some of that has happened, and then like she's able to like I don't we'll we have to talk about this. So TJ gets wounded, so you know it's fucking real. He gets his leg gashed up. Right. Everyone's scrambling like eggs, bro, and they're running their fucking ass off. And um, Sally just Sally just stops trying to live. Yeah, because her contract was up. Whatever, I'm out of this movie. Fuck this movie. Because she like tries to run, and she gets stuck in the corner. She just stands still and just lets that chick slowly approach her chest. And uh, she gets stabbed through the wall, and the phone gets murdered at the same time. I thought that was kind of cool, though. The two birds, one stone shit. Yeah. Sheila and TJ get the fuck out of there. <laughs> They're gone. And I They love- have the plan from the first movie, or we're just going to keep running until we run into something. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I love how uh, TJ was like, he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> he is coming. He is uh, Courtney, Amy, and Matt are all outside trying to figure out you know how to get the fuck out of there, but they realize they left the keys in the goddamn house. Jesus, they had to go back in that bitch. Um, Sally Corpse falls finally, which is weird, but whatever, it's just a thing. But they get the keys successfully, and they get in the car, and the car starts to stall, dude. I'm like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. This is where this is where the drill comes in from the top of the car into his skull. But no, it didn't happen. I was like, all right, they're actually getting away. And then I realized everyone all three of them in their front seat. And I'm just like fucking idiots. Seriously? Seriously, guys? I mean, if a guy who kills people by clucking like a chicken can hide in the backseat for 18 hours, I'm pretty sure you could just look one time. (laughs) Just look behind you. (laughs) Shout out to Luther the Geek. (laughs) But yeah, Matt gets fucking destroyed. I I thought about our boy Holden, Mm. but like Holden didn't see it coming. Matt should have jumped out of the car because he had all the time. Also, yeah. where the fuck did a driller killer get a rose to put in his ear to be cute? Like, <laughs> I'm mad because I actually like the driller killer. I actually like him. I like him. Because he has, no, dude, he has quips. Um, all of his jokes are music related. I get it. Like, He's okay, a great so, dancer. So you're making a fucking musical and I'm just like, ah. I mean, but d- just stick to the, do that. Anyway. Then make it a musical. I know. I know, but it, it makes because, it so that like like there's intertwined in the entire scenes of the movie where it's like when the radio changes or when the song starts up again, you're like, oh shit, and they all react to it rather than they just run around. Like ugh. that'd have been cool, but no, we get a Amy and Courtney get the fuck out the car as they should, mm-hmm. right? And we get a repeat of uh, Neil as TJ this time mm-hmm. because TJ and Sheila are running to the door and they can't get the neighbor to open the fucking door because he has THQ, THX surround sound blast. Yeah, he had he had what Valerie had in her place where it's just like, it's so loud, you couldn't hear the gunshots from across the hall. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So like, Sheila escaped, but TJ gets his chest destroyed. Also, 
I don't know how fast a driller killer is, but this nigga runs like a four four. <laughs> like he, 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 that camera, that camera zoom had the same speed as the, the fucking entity from Evil Dead, dude. It just came on hot. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't just run through TJ. He was so fucking fast. So TJ dies. I love how TJ kind of has like a why. <laughs> Why did you do this? What did I do? Who I was just you? trying to hang out with my bros. We didn't get to smoke weed. And dead. Real funny. So the, the 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 neighbor finally opens the door. He doesn't see in his peripheral a dead child no. <laughs> in the fucking driveway. But he says, damn kids, and close the door. Guess what his last name is? What is it? Mr. Damn Kids. I <laughs> <laughs> shit you not. Fuck, fuck those kids. <laughs> his name is Damn Kids. Mr. Fuck those kids. Terry damn kids. Like that just that just sounds like somebody like it sounds like me trying to come up with a name and just like uh the Mr. Damn kids. Damn kids. Got it. It's uh, I'm there's certain pieces of this movie I appreciate, but there's a huge chunks that I really loathe and hate. Mm. <sighs> so Amy and Courtney go back to the house because limited sets. <laughs> Obviously, and they're trying to call the cops. This is this is a this again near and dear how to my cops heart. Should react, yeah, 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 yeah. White yeah. people calling them. Oh, I wish Barbecue Becky got this treatment. She calls, and as soon as she says the address and her name, it's Kruger on the phone. Like, bitch, what did I just fucking You're right? There is dried syrup on his shirt. He is not in the mood. I am knee deep in a grand slam. You call me. <laughs> Come over there, fucking drink me around some more. Fucking Voorhees throws his carafe of orange juice across the fucking bill. God damn it! God damn it! Can't have Fuck. nothing! Carrie, get the goddamn rug! <laughs> Carrie's working over there, dude! <laughs> oh, fuck. Mr. Sawyer is the chef in the back. Yeah. <laughs> we 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 can do this. It'll be like the uh, it'll be like the villains pub. All right, moving on. So, <laughs> and then Jason Bateman's there, just giving out quips. Right. Oh no, he works in the uh, he works in the music store. Oh yeah, he's like in charge. He's like the jukebox <laughs> the jukebox mechanic. Anyway, moving on. So <laughs> that's a whole, that's something we could write. Moving on. So um, Sheila makes it back to the house, but unfortunately, she's a little too late because. Uh, uh, Amy and Courtney has barricaded themselves in in, the, in one of the rooms, right? Mm-hmm. To wait, you know, literally to wait till dawn to try to sneak out. Not a not a bad plan, I guess. Not the worst plan. Like, I mean, if, how, how many cars were there? They couldn't have. There had to be more than one car, dude. Too many dead bodies. One of like, honestly, they got in a car already and escaped, and then magic murder happened. So it's like just stay put until help comes. That's where I'm like, I really should have picked up on this much faster now that I think about this. Okay. So Sheila's like, can't, she's like struggling to get back to like, you know, for help and shit. But the driller killer's there. And he sees her, mm-hmm. goes up the stairs, and he looks directly at us. And he's like, this is my favorite part. And I'm like, what? Whole, dude, he uh. summons, he summons stage lighting. Yeah. And he goes into the song, Let's Buzz. It's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I get I got mad at this point because I was like, why couldn't this just be the th- the theme of the movie like the whole time? Why can't it just be an actual dude acting like the you know basically like uh, an amal- amalgamation of oh. a- Andrew Dice Clay, Russ Thorne, mm-hmm. and the dentist from Little Shop of Horrors? Like, yeah, just have them all to do it. 
Just do it. Just do it. And just have him go in the song when he murders folks. I mean, get why not? Like horror musical mashup. Do it. Go it's ahead. been it's been done and it's and it works. Have you seen Repo, um, the genetic opera? I vaguely remember seeing that. It's dope. <laughs> I enjoyed it. More of that. But no. But it's still a good musical number. And like he takes his sweet time getting to Sheila. They could have let her in, but they don't. And he murders the fuck <laughs> out of her. They really don't. Cause they're, they, they're quote, dick fingers trying to help her. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm barricading the door. Yeah. But like, it's y'all, like, they put it up there so they, they put the thing there so fast, but they, they just can't have the same like, speed. Oh, sorry, Sheila, we're doing our best. Why do you just sound like you're moving the chest against the door back and forth? You should have picked the Ozarka, bitch, and they just closed the door on her. I'm sorry, but Amy wanted to be lead singer, and I guess this is the easiest way. You could have picked any drink, bitch, <laughs> but you chose Perrier, and it just slowly you your Perrier in hell. <laughs> he kills the fuck out of Sheila. Yeah. Sheila is like, I mean, whew. Like, she got every piece of that drill bit. Because she was shaking violently. And I was like, yeesh. And I love the, uh, just just the appreciation of his own craft. The driller killer. He um, looks at his shit. Winks. He's having a good time. Yeah. And he, um, of course, he starts drilling the fuck out of the door. Because this is what you do. And the girls get the fuck out. And they're running on rooftops. And I'm like, is this the first time I've ever seen this actually work i mean why not crouching tiger the bitch <laughs> i'm just saying like most horror movies like they just okay i don't know what to do we're upstairs but they're like no rooftops bitch rooftops and they're running like ninjas it's like it's like watching an episode of arrow i was like this is dope yeah. get, get out of here girls run they ran through five rooftops got back down to the street there's the house that's still being built but the killer literally turned the corner and like slashed and it's like what the fuck how did you get here so fast he's magical like that's when i was like okay so this nigga's legit magic because the whole time they were running he was on a chimney on the top of a chimney with shades we don't know where the shades came from just riffing just hitting that guitar we're not chasing them no he's having he's he's just he's just stroking his drill bit up there and he's like (laughs) and then literally they turn like they lose him out of sight for 10 seconds and he pops back up around the corner like ha ha you guys want to help me with this riff (laughs) yeah hits the bitch in the fucking face she's just like oh shit (laughs) cause like uh, dude I was still like okay they really ruled her they ruled out Courtney cause I was like if I was hoping they were gonna like have a situation where we still think Courtney could be the killer but no you when they were in the car while Matt was getting his shit tossed Mm -hmm. uh, TJ and Sheila went down and it's like oh my god this is like he's a real Candyman kind of thing happening, like with Freddy Krueger powers. But when you're awake, uh, what's happening? And 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 fucking poor poor Amy is just getting the worst of it. She gets her back just fucking sliced up. Yeah, I was like, why is he only slashing at Amy and not Courtney? It seems weird. Yeah, this is odd. But like, but Courtney's not. I mean, uh, Amy's not moving fast enough. Basically, (laughs) this was happening. So like, Courtney, Courtney stunt double does a a piss poor job of looking like she's falling off or something. Oh yeah, that was. She sick. basically just crawls yeah. down. Like, let me let me gently make my way down onto this ledge. Oh, I'm in peril now. Help me, Courtney! Right, and it was a full brunette. I was like, y'all could not find a blonde wig or just have any anyway. So like, you know, drill, drill killer DK shows up. He's like, up, oh, cool. Swipes at him, and it's just enough to make her like let go and fall and just hit the pavement. Mm-hmm. 
And I love how he's like, let rock and roll. Like, no, he said, let's let something rock your soul. I'm assuming he's referring to the concrete. I guess. But she's dead. Oh, I, I did like when he swiped at her and he uh, couldn't kill her. He's like, I can't get no satisfaction. I thought that was cute. Mm. I liked that. I liked it. I liked it. There, there, there was a past puns at this moment. There was a good movie in here somewhere, and it's like there really is. But it came at like fifty-one minutes in the fucking film, like literally. We're at like the end of the movie, and here we go. Because it was all just fake outs and looky loos of her. Like, look at what's happening. That's a chicken. Look what's happening. That's a sandwich. Look at what's happening. It's a bathtub. That's the whole movie. Look at what's happening. It's a raw chicken, bitch. What What do you stop? And then when she finally says, "Look, it's like the boy who crowned wolf and Midsummer." Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moving on. So the chase continues. <laughs> and Jilla Killer taunts the fuck out of her. I did like this scene where he's like talking the lyrics and smoking a cigarette at her. And she's just so tired. And he's just like, nah, I have to kill you. I'm sorry. Gotta do yeah. it. Yeah. It's in the lyrics. And then the, I can't stop to, to loving you. I like I like the song. I can't lie to you. I won't stop until I do. It's catchy. It's catchy. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm like, if you like it, that's fine. But at me at this point, I'm just like, this has been an hour long, and my brain has felt every second of Randy, it. Randy, with the like, situations that we're currently in in America in this world, I gotta find my little pockets of joy. <laughs> I can't. Good. I'm glad. And I was like, you know There's what? There's one fine. maraschino cherry and a turd. And I'm like, there's a cherry and a turd. Moving yeah. on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, that, that visual made me want to vomit. So he runs up, corners her. She's by a fucking blowtorch. He says, Come on, baby, light my fire. Dudes, hilarious. She says, You bet, you got it, motherfucker. Mm. And I don't know how flammable pleather is. Oh, obviously, it's like fucking gasoline. It's it's 35 millimeter nitro film because it, <laughs> it went up in a. Like, <laughs> Maybe the fringe was made out of because like the fringe, the fringe. We don't know what the fringe material is. Also, we don't know how much product was in his hair. Oh, that's right. He was like just covered in like like that palmade. hairs that palmade eighty or whatever. And it's all it's it's what created the hole in the ozone layer. And it's just like it's all just, <laughs> him by oh, himself. Yeah. He put a dent in it by himself. <laughs> he just yeah. Did. But what's so crazy? I saw the look in Courtney's face when she set him on fire. She looked insane. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this are they about to like? Is she gonna be wanna be in the killer anyway? Right? That's what I'm thinking. Cause like the way he caught on fire was so like, what? Also, he let it happen. I was like, what? Yeah, he didn't fight. There was no nah. struggle. There was not even a way to back. He didn't even try to back up. It was no, just like he was just like, oh shit, you did it. And do it. Then he just falls. Do it. I'm already done. Yeah. And he and he, I guess Dick Finger dies, right? And um the morning comes. And the cops are finally like, all right, we got enough calls from other people. We'll show up. Like, you guys are making enough noise that Mr. Damn Kids was just like, I have to go check it out. And he's the mayor, so. <laughs> mayor Damn Kids? Mayor Damn Kids. I would vote for that. Uh, so, yeah, morning finally comes. And, like, you know, it's super sad in summer. She has her, you know, you know, the, the, the blanket they give you when you when you go yeah, through shit. I'm, in tra- I'm, I'm having a traumatic moment. Look at the blanket. Yeah. <laughs> So Amy's flattened body is being carted out, and she wants to take one last look at her best fucking friend. And what happens, Rando? Amy starts laughing hysterically into Courtney's face with the same voice as the Jilla Killer. And I'm like, "What the fuck is going?" And then, like, 
Courtney wakes up and I was like, oh, don't you fucking don't you don't you Dallas us. Yeah. It was all a dream. <laughs> don't you not landing us. Don't you don't you do that. Don't do it. A dream inside 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 a dream. Fucking uh it's just a dream, guys. And she's about to make sweet love to Matt because she's uh, she's doing AO. Oh yeah, this is like oh it's not Matt. There's fingers gloves. No, it's a it's a lightly charged drill killer. Yeah, he lightly, I mean well, he looked like Andrew Dice Clay because he was tanned up, but it was all that grease from being on fire. He survived. He survived the fire and he's about to fuck. But she wakes up again. But this time that bitch is in a whole missile institution. Mm-hmm. And like I couldn't tell if she was falling out of the bed or like the camera angles are going so crazy. And then it's supposed to be an artistic end, I guess, of a giant drill coming from beneath of the psych ward showing that she's always tormented. But like number one, the drill bit was like flimsy as all fuck. So it was like mm-hmm. limp dicking all over the place. And then like you could tell it was a uh, a, a fake, you know, uh, it's a perspective shot. Yeah, it's, it's like, and like because the, the chair looked super. Um, it was huge. <laughs> no, it was it was a tiny chair. It was just zoomed in. Oh yeah, tiny chair. But you could tell it's drill bit. Plastic. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just you, you could tell it was, it was a perspective shot, and mm-hmm. it, 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 it it didn't nail it, so it kind of took me out of it. But I was already out of it. Cause it's like, so what the fuck was the point of this shit? I was done. Like, let, okay, the mo- that's the end of the fucking movie. So fuck us all. Literally, the, my last notes are like, go fuck yourselves. <laughs> I just said giant, giant drill out of the floor, and I, I, I like honestly, like my 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 notes went from like a, at least a sentence to just like three four words. I was just so annoyed. But yeah. that's the end of the fucking movie. So let's fuck all that, Randy. What the fuck was that? Like, so so did she? Did her trauma? Was she so traumatized? That she became number one psychic, and number two able to, to create murderous avatars. That, is that what happened? No, Courtney went insane after the first movie. The end. So she never had that. She never had. She never went to any kind of thing. She was in an all-girl band. She was having a nice, peaceful existence until the thought of the driller killer kept. Because it was a reoccurring dream. So it was something that was constantly bashing into her head. So this is the look of a woman who's dealing with mental issues as she tries to protect her own mind. Fuck. Matt, Mr. Armacost, is her therapist. (laughs) Is the the guy, is the only link from the outside world to the inside world, which is why he shows up late. Which is why he brings the logic, why he had to die first. Okay. I'll take and it. all of her friends, like the fucking bitch, the the insecurities, the like the hatred of themselves, the, the anger issues she's dealing with, that's the personification of Sheila. Holy shit. So that's oh. why Sheila gets to, like second to last. But Amy, Amy, her best friend, her loyalty to herself, her the the person she could be the closest with has to die last. Okay. And like the and the reason uh TJ and Matt are so similar to right. the other two boys is because that's her only connection to teenage boys. Exactly. They're the personification of what she envisions teenage boys would be like. Interesting. This is all inside of her head. So then if you look at it from that perspective, then this movie is all about projections of how people, how a mental person envisions people. Where like 
She's trying to deal with something. She's telling people. She's asking for help. But they think she's making it up. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed us in the, our segment of meeting this movie halfway. <laughs> Basically. Because <laughs> none of that, none of that's the case. If that's honestly, I'm going to do some research. I hope. I hope that's what it is. It makes but, more. It makes but so you much know, more sense. But you, you know, like, but you know, like, oh. you know, you built that road and that bridge with your own fucking hands to get. To oh yeah, point. I fucking helped them out a lot on this. Fuck <laughs> that shit. No, this no. Movie is, whoop. None of this was explained. No, no. Fuck this, this movie. This <laughs> is all armchair. Be like, okay. So if we go, if if I'm to understand the movie, Courtney was in the institution the whole time, like, and Valerie. Visits her sometimes. Or That's they, why. Or, or like, they're both just out of it. Or they're both just. Well, they're both gone. But it's whatever. like we're, we're moving on. Yeah. We're done. We're done with this shit. So let, 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 it's time time, guys. Let's find out how many people were actually murdered. Let's get into the body count. It's gonna be a weird one. That body count. That body count. Dick fingers six. <laughs> six death ish movies maybe murders yeah, yeah, yeah. um all right guys it's time for our favorite subject the nudity let's get skin deep it's about to get skin deep i just want to see a little feet just show me that boy just a little bit of titties right now right now Um, surprisingly for Slumber Party Massacre 2, we're, we're down to a whopping one pair of boobies. And it's the titties that you always see, you know, where, like, you go to festivals and stuff, the chick that doesn't really care because she has, like, her titties aren't offensive enough to, like, <laughs> be covered That's, up. That is really sad but true. <laughs> yeah, like, like when, when the titties start to, like, when gravity starts to t- pay attention to the titties, that's when it's like, that's when I, number one, that's when I. There must be a space-time, like, correlation between titties and attention. Like, if titties are heavy enough to, like, produce their own gravitational field, and then the, literally the eyes will pull towards them. Oh, maybe. Be the Neil deGrasse Tyson of titties. <laughs> <laughs> On this spaceship Earth of titties. The Neil deGrasse Tyson of titties is just... That's brilliant. <laughs> Areolas. They're like snowflakes. Areolas. They just, you just, <laughs> just images of... Images look of titties. At Mine. Look, look at my giant holograph projection of an aerial. <laughs> Unique like a human's fingerprint. I put the titties on a pendulum watch. <laughs> oh, yeah, the titty comes like right, so close to right your Right to his nose. Right to your nose, but then he kisses it. <laughs> he, he kisses it just a little bit as it, as it goes away. Okay, all right. Gross. Okay. <laughs> it's funny to me because I saw it clear as day. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> 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 Woo. <laughs> who, the fuck, who the fuck is our Joe Grizzly Award recipient? Goddamn shit. Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. <laughs> Random Randy Savage. <laughs> 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 if we had officer moment, yeah 
if we had the budget. Yeah. <laughs> if we seriously. had the budget. I don't, I don't need that. It would have to happen. <laughs> yeah, okay. Who's, who's, who's your fucking Joe Grizzly duck? Oh, yeah. Um, Officer Kruger. Oh, fuck, fuck them kids. Yeah, fuck, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it to the drill killer, man. I'm going to give it to him. He he did too well um, to where like everything else is like, what the fuck is doing? Because I wanted the movie to make sense for him to be there. Because he was awesome. He was awesome. If you, okay, omit all the like, come look at this part of the movie and That's focus true. on him. Like, I really like, it. you're right. He belongs in a better, he belongs in a more musical version of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but we never see him again. Like, this is it. Oh, I haven't seen part three, but I feel like I, I bet you he's not there. Ho- hopefully he is, because if no, he is, sure I might like three better. I, I, I'm looking to three, but like, because they're, they're saying three had nothing to do with shit. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to check. But like the fact that he did all that and literally like acted his ass off. He had a lot of fun with this. And it's like the only redeeming. I feel like this is the only reason people like, even bring up this movie is because of him and that crazy ass goofy ass weapon. Yeah, I buy that. I buy that. And um, I wish there was a scene where like she actually wound up having to be under a couch, and he's like looking around and dancing because he knows where she is. But it was just—I guess it's better than him taking a nap right next to it. So yeah. Yeah, it was really poorly put together. Like this movie was poorly put together. But let's all right. It's final verdict time, guys. Knee pads and slippers. It's pretty obvious. What that means is we truly enjoy this movie. We give it a maximum of two knee pads, where we fall to the worst position, given the movie is just due. Or if we think this is a six pack of champagne of ass. We give it two hater slippers where we slide the shoes on and basically direct this movie as is <laughs> not changing a thing. Yup. Random Rennie Savage, knee pads and slippers. Guys, um, if you're not a Patreon, you probably didn't hear my review of Midsommar. I wasn't really, I didn't like it. I know Brandon liked it because he liked Hillary Hereditary and I still haven't seen that movie. But the reason I bring it up is because I would rather watch Midsommar on a continuous loop for the end of this fucking quarantine than watch this movie ever again. <laughs> Two hater slippers. Yes. See, Midsommar ain't so bad now, is it, you bitch? No, it's not. It's not. And I'm just like, I'm sitting here like, man, I would so rather watch Florence Pug do this shit than I watch this shit some more because, oh my God, every, it's an hour and 15 minutes long and I felt every single second. And like, that whole bullshit about the person inside his mind, yeah, I made that bullshit up. That makes more sense to me that I've made that bullshit up. Mm-hmm. So now the movie makes more sense to me. Yeah, you made it digestible. So like anybody listening, yeah. you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. Randy, Randy brought it home. Randy brought it home. He brought it all the way home. Yeah, two hater fucking slippers, guys. Jesus Christ. Especially after watching the first one. Oh God! The fr- like, it's like it, that's why I was laughing. I was like, because like after watching after watching this one, my rating for one hater slipper goes to uh, one knee pad. Just no. off GP, just off like it, comparing the two together, it it literally elevates the first one as cookie cutter and as non inventive as it is. You could have took the drill killer from part two, insert him into part one, have the musical numbers, and it'd be the greatest summer party massacre movie of all time. But they, also, they would also, there's no Jackie so in this fast. shit. There's yeah. no Jackie equivalent. That's true too. There's you like, bastards. Gosh, he was hot. Maybe Roger. Maybe Robert. Roger had a thing. Like, yeah, we should need more titties. <laughs> yeah, okay, we should have. That's the only thing was missing. Roger Corman's input. 
of where's our uh, what, what happened to all the titties? It's I see, like I see feathers, I see champagne on the titties, but I don't. Uh, where are the titties? How are you gonna have this movie without any titties? <laughs> all right, guys, that's uh, that's it. That's, that's the end of this, guys. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing next. It's kind of up in the air, but uh, hopefully it'll be something just as fun as this. I guess. Mm. <laughs> but uh, shout out, shout out to everybody who we fuck with, the castaways, all the H Town pods, uh, for everyone from B Rob to State to Kate, uh, State to Take to uh, non redeeming qualities. Um, oh, I we won, we did it, guys. I actually got the championship, <laughs> second championship. Uh, so I got the the castaways championship. I got the for the for the two thousands decade. I got the championship for the the movie draft. So I'm pretty sure there'll be like a another thing in the future that I'm gonna be dreading. Um, but uh, so yeah. far we're undefeated, bro. Even even with the um, battle royale with cheese, we won we won that tournament. We're just we're just champions. That's right. We're movie gods. <laughs> Apparently, I mean you you saw what Randy just did. That's right. We can do I anything. Pull a good movie out of this shit. <laughs> We gotta make our own, but um, which is so hard. It's like, why? It's so fucking hard. We can just uh, all, all we can do is like shit on other people's work and make that better. That's so. all it is. That's all it's good for. And I'm like, oh, this is we're producers. Garbage. We're producers. That, yeah, that's we're what the Roger Corman's of the world. Yeah. More titties, more titties, and 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 more Inception. <laughs> why are you like? I don't understand. Why is it like this? <laughs> all right, guys. But um, all right. Look. Y'all have a good one. We'll see y'all next week. Y'all stay strong. We appreciate every single fucking thing you do for us, guys, as far as supporting us. We appreciate it. And hopefully, we are helping you get through this whack-ass bullshit. And we'll catch y'all next week. Peace.